You are now listening to the Coast to Coast Podcast with Flex and Dan. Dan. I'm ready to brine ya. Yo, Flex, it's been a minute, man, but we start recording this episode uh, right after Suns win over Oklahoma City, and we are 34-14, and 14, 20 games over 500. I was going to look it up to see when the last time that was uh, that happened with the Suns team, but I was like, nah, I won't do that. It's, it's, it's more than 10 years, I can say that. Two, 2010, bro, I already did it. Uh, <laughs> Two, 2010, like that last conference finals team, we ended the season 26 games above 500. So Beautiful. this is uh, this is very reminiscent, right? So the last time we were in the playoffs was the last time we played like this. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it really does, man. And I mean, a lot of a, a lot of things with this season reminds me of that 2010 team. Yeah, um, just kind of the way they're built. Uh, kind of coming out of nowhere, right? That that team that yeah. that team wasn't really expected to to really contend and, and go all the way to the conference finals. And hey, man, if it's not you know if if, if we box out, you never know. We might be playing the finals that year, man. I, 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 our test, I, I, man. I, I hate test. to I hate to hit that scab and 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 you know make that bleed again, <laughs> but. Yeah, man, it's funny. He was on a podcast today. I listen to way too many podcasts, man. I listen to uh, uh, Against All Odds. It's like a gambling podcast with Cousin Sal. And uh, he was actually their, uh, their 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 guest today. So, you know, it's kind of funny just kind of bringing that up and, you know, thinking about Metal World Peace and Ron Artest and just going back to that. Just, again, man, just another reminder, right, of the heartbreak with Suns fans. But, hey, man, 34 and 14, uh, number two in the West. Not a lot to complain about tonight or really this season, man. What did you think of the game today? Yeah, man, it was it was refreshing, bro. It was refreshing to to sit back at home and and just have a laugher and have one of those games. And and we've been doing one of those, right? It's 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 been percolating. We've had uh, this stretch these last what well, five and one in that six game stretch, and they've all been kind of quote unquote what people call ugly wins. And so it was nice to get one of these where we could kick back and get this get this dub and then head out to Houston and probably take care of business. And then, hey, you know what's going to happen Wednesday, baby. Can't wait. Man, Can't that, wait. that's uh, that's the only thing that I'm, I'm not worried about because I don't I don't I don't think worry is a good word, but I just hope they don't overlook Houston on Monday. I hope they take care of business on Houston because I agree uh, that that wouldn't be a good look, right, to overlook them and and. Look ahead to Wednesday, but um, I think Bonnie's going to have the team ready to go, and uh, Chris Paul's going to, you know, kind of lead that team to 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 a victory on on uh, on Monday. I mean, Houston's they that they they want to lose, right? You know, they, right, they need that right. they need that pick to be in the top four, otherwise they lose it. So yeah, uh, yeah, man, take care of business on Monday, and we got that big showdown against the Utah Jazz on Wednesday. That's going to be a huge one, man. I, I'm I'm. I'm ready for Suns Twitter to lose their damn minds either way, right? If, if we if we win, we're gonna lose. They're gonna lose their minds. If we lose, 
Oh man, it's it's. I might have to log off for uh, for a minute. You know. No, no, no. D, li- listen. I'm 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 calling it right here on the coast to coast, baby. We are going to smack Utah on Wednesday, man. I'm telling you. I just feel like this team has been. That game's been circled for a minute. I think uh, I don't want to overlook Houston, but I feel like we're going to go there and handle our business because I think they want to come into that game on a six-game win streak. Utah keeps winning. It's an ESPN game, prime time, one versus two. Um, this is what we've been waiting for, man, 5,500 fans, right? This first game we're getting 5,500 yeah. fans. Um, I think they're going to be stoked, and I think this is going to be uh, one of those games. Like I said, they got them circled on the calendar. And uh, I, I honestly feel like we're going to, yeah, we're going to handle our business, bro. I think it's going to be emphatic. And I think after Wednesday night, we're going to be sitting here talking about uh, that team in downtown Phoenix, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. You know, if you think about it, and and uh, everybody wants to know why, right? Everybody wants to say, why, why are the games, and, and, you know, today, you know, not not being one of them, five games before, you know, the close games, uh, you know, against, I mean, I, I really don't put Toronto in that, in that category. Cause Toronto's a good team. I just feel like they got a bad break this year, having to play in Florida and yeah. all the stuff with COVID. Uh, but you know, you, the one point loss against a, a, a bad Orlando team, uh, you know, the, the, the close wins against, you know, the, the, the bulls and, uh, damn, who else did we play? Uh, uh Atlanta, 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 Chicago. There we go. Atlanta. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yep, Toronto, Charlotte, and Atlanta, Chicago. Charlotte was the other one. Yeah, Charlotte, you know. And that Charlotte game was a weird game being at 10 in the morning. Yeah. Um, regardless. But at the same time, playing, I don't know, but playing all these bad teams, I feel like maybe they're bored. I don't yeah, know, man, possibly. It's, 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 it's human nature, bro. You, you know, D, listen, here's, here's my take on that. Um. If I'm being honest, I learned more about this team in that stretch than I did any part of the season. Like, people are looking at that stretch as a bad thing. I'm sitting here looking like, listen, they they found a way to win ugly. They they play teams that um and, and let's be honest, let's run them down here, okay? Um they beat they beat the they beat the crap out of LA. Let's let's run them down. We're going to run them down. They okay. they they had the win against they had the bad game in, against Minnesota. At home, but then we come back the next night. We take care of business against Minnesota. Then we take care of business against the Lakers. Then we go to Miami and we blew them out. Okay, that was a game that was much closer at the end than that game should have been. Right, we were up twenty five in that game. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have the the bad game against Orlando, but here's where it gets interesting. Like you said, that Toronto game, bro. Um, that's a good basketball team. That that's not a bad basketball team, man. That's a team. Don't this this champions over there? They're good ball players. I don't think their record is indicative of who they really are. I mean, they got three all stars on that team. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. And and this is a team that's been dealt a, a bad break, like you said, man. They they sleep in the hotel rooms. They can't sleep in their home in their in their bed at home in Toronto, you know. So there's a lot that goes into that. And then that Charlotte team going into that game over. Two or three week span was the third best defense in the NBA for like three weeks. So, you know, that's not a atrocious team. There were two games over 500 fighting for playoff seats. So they're, they're not a terrible team. Atlanta's not a terrible team. And that Chicago team uh, made some trades that made them better. So, contrary to what people are saying, man, you know, they, they listen, those, those games are games that happen. 
Um, no team is is exempt from having those, you know, those situations where you kind of play down a little bit. But I don't mind if they play down if you get the dub at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <All right>? <laughs> I, I, I only mad when you play down and lose, but they winning. So let's stop complaining. Let's enjoy this, man. Exactly, man. And I've, I mean, I'm guilty of it. You can ask the the, the guys uh, over at Fanning the Flames. They they always got to talk me off the ledge because it, it does piss <laughs> me off, especially right. like you said, when it results in a loss, right? Um, that loss against Minnesota, man, that that just can't happen. Yeah, you know, and I, I think uh, I think Cat and uh, and and Edwards, you know, they both they both went over forty points that game, and it was just yeah. a, it was just it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Luckily, they took care of business uh, the next night. And, and the reason I always harp on those games, man, it just it it it, it pisses me off because I'm like, man, we could have the one seed right now if we just took yeah. care of business. Some of those games, right? We talked about it on prior pods, the games that they lost early in the season that would just didn't make sense right but you know then i i look at teams like you know like the clippers losing to the magic the other night right Good and point. i'm like hey man at least magic had aaron gordon Vucevic that game we lost you know uh but you know regardless it's just any any given night in, in the nba man you're, you're gonna have those uh you're gonna have a team that surprises people because teams come to play and you got a target on your back now man you're not you're not sneaking up on anybody you're not surprising anybody uh, with how you play, you're, you're you're gonna, you know, you're, you know, you're 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 one of those teams. You're a premier team in the NBA now, and yeah. everybody's gonna, everybody's coming for you. And and you know what? It's better they get tested now. You know, these are the games that are they're gonna be important come playoff time. You know, when you when you have a two seven matchup, you know, you know when you have a, a when you're playing the Mavericks in a, in a in a first round series, and you know Wonder Boy's going off, and you know you have to tighten it down and 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 pull one out. These games are a good experience, especially with, you know, the younger guys. I mean, you saw DeAndre Ayton in that Bulls game. You know, he didn't have a, a great game by all means, but he had a great fourth quarter. He locked down Vucevic. Yeah. Uh, same thing against the Hawks, man. He played great He won defense. that game. He won that game yeah. in the last two minutes. He won that game. And, you know, I, that's not even bringing up the block he had on Pascal Siakam in the fourth quarter. That yeah. that was that. That won him the game because they were, I mean, they were coming back with the Fury and he, he, he sent it right back, and and I did that. You know that was a four point swing because I believe they scored yes. uh, the next possession. So, um, yeah. all good experience, man. All good experience uh, for this team. You know, come playoff time. Yeah, no, no, you nailed it, man. He he won a he won us a, a a handful of games. You know, um, like you said that the Atlanta game jumps out at me. You know, the baby hook with one forty eight over Capella. Um, and then that big offensive rebound on the book floater would, would under a minute to, to put us back up to, um, that game, he had two blocks that he wasn't credited for. I don't know what the hell we were doing there, but he had same two thing, blocks. Same thing tonight. He, he got a couple blocks. Yeah, he he had tonight. a couple blocks. Yeah. And they, and they don't credit it. But, um, but yeah, man, listen, this team's for real D this team is for real, man. We ain't going nowhere. We're, we're top team offense and defensive efficiency. We, we locked down. We got wings for days. Um, I'm telling you what, man, um, this isn't Homer, man. It's going to be hard for any team in the NBA to beat us in a seven-game series. Just like I'm saying, I'm not saying we're going to win a championship. I'm not saying lock it lock it up. We could, you know, we'll beat everybody. But, again, my, my comment is, is very simple, man. Uh, we play defense. Defense travels. You know, sometimes, you, you know, you're going to have guys that get hot and hit four, five, six threes. Um, that happens, but but you know that eventually in the playoffs those nights kind of dwindle away, 
And in the playoffs, you got to lock in. And with the amount of depth we got and the way we play defense um, and, and the way we got CP and Book to close games, uh, DA making plays at the end of games, man, we, we're going to be a tough out, man. Uh, rejoice, Planet Orange. This, this team is, is super legit, man. Yeah, you, you well said, man. Uh, and like I said, you know, winning ugly, that, that's how you're going to win the playoffs, right? The playoff, yeah. the, the the, the the game slows down in the playoffs and the Suns play. I believe I I haven't checked lately, but at one point we we played at the, played at the slowest pace in the league. Um, yeah. You know, regardless of I mean, I'm sure we're still top five, but I mean that's that's important, right? Because that was always the knock on the seven seconds or less team. Correct. They'll pay too fast. What's going to happen come playoff time? And and it was exposed at times. And you know, ultimately that team unfortunately never won a championship. But I think it's important. I think it's real important, especially come play out. I mean, everybody, right? You know, and and everybody's got a nitpick. And and this is the the thing with Suns fans. I know I've been guilty of it. You know, we all want to nitpick on this team. But the national media is doing that for us already. So, <laughs> right. Really, really got We really got. We really got to really enjoy this. I mean, Zach Lowe's already, you know, doing his nerd thing. And I normally like Zach Lowe, but. You know, he's talking about, oh, the Suns. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, this. And I'm like, get the hell out of here, man. Like, you really couldn't find anything better to write in your column. Like, I, I right. you know, Bill Simmons is talking about how nobody trusts, that they don't trust Aiton in the fourth quarter. And they're, they're, they're going to nitpick. So, I mean, I, I, I really like watching this team. Games like tonight is just a fun watch. No stress. Um, you got Book crossing guys over and just, Throwing it yeah. down on them, nasty man. Just yeah. that guy's, and and then that guy's, he hasn't even peaked yet, man. That's the crazy part. This no, Devin no. Booker hasn't peaked. DeAndre no. hasn't. Nobody on this team has peaked. And man, that that they're gonna hit their stride here, you know, coming up. And it might be at, at the perfect time because we got some tough games coming up. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what? You know, you you make a great point about the pace, right? So the thing that the beauty about this team, D, is that. Our strength is playing at the pace we play at, walking it up, being very slow and methodical, very similar to those San Antonio teams. And it's, it's not a surprise because that's where Monty comes from, right? Yeah. Um, but don't get it twisted, man. We can run when we want to run. So we're, we're one of those teams that can play multiple styles if you want to do that. And I think in the playoffs, that's going to pay dividends, man, because um, they, they're going to be able to match up with any team and play any style. And then as far as the national media, yeah, they're nitpicking. You know why they're nitpicking? Because it's their narrative and it's propaganda. And it's, they, they were the ones saying the Suns couldn't do it. They were the ones saying the Suns would be fourth in the division this year, even with CP. And uh, and now they're looking at what's happening and they're trying to nitpick and, and help their narrative. But um, you're starting to see it come around, right? You're starting to see Stephen A. Smith yelling and screaming. The Suns are for <laughs> real. You know what I mean? Devin Booker's yeah. a superstar. Their best basketball is ahead of them. Chris Paul's hungry. You're seeing Rachel Nichols now. There's no more Sons of Anarchy now, right? Yeah. Now, now, now it's now it's all fun and games. So um, now it's let, a, let, now let, it's a seven minute interview with with uh, with, with the, the franchise center, right? Exactly, man. And 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 it's in, it's incredible. You know, you know what's funny, man. I, I was just talking to somebody about this, right? So, you know, the hot topic in 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 the NBA is, uh, and at least I've been hearing it lately, is Rashawn Holmes. 
right? I hear a lot of people talking about Rashawn Holmes, how he's having a breakout year in Sacramento, and he's going to be the best free agent center on the market this year. I even heard somebody say that he can get up to $20 million a year. I think that's crazy. But Good Lord. I say all that to say it's funny how they pick their narrative. So Rashawn Holmes is now is, is the best thing since sliced bread, right? And they're saying he may be a $20 million center, which I don't get. But the dude's averaging 14 and 9. He's yeah. averaging 14 and 9. So our guy's doing 15 and 11 almost. And uh, he's just not good enough. So that, yeah. that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about, man. It's, you know, people really need to understand that DeAndre Ayton is playing his role. He's a fourth option on a team that's contending for a Western Conference championship this year. And and I hesitate to say NBA championship because I know people just don't want to hear that yet. <laughs> but you know my favorite saying, right? If it walks like a duck and it quacks yes, like sir. a duck, don't call it a dinosaur. Call it a fucking duck. And and this team is is showing all the numbers, all the analytics, everything we talk about, everything we see with our eyeballs, is telling me that this team is is absolutely a title contender. Um if if things break the right way. And so far, it's breaking the right way, man. So um, let's just keep balling, man. Let's keep balling. Let's take care of Houston, and let's take care of Utah on, on ESPN on Wednesday. And uh, and let's wrap up these last 20 to 25 games, you know, with a bang. Yes, sir. Um, I think we're officially two-thirds of the way uh, through the season, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, yes. yeah, man. I, I mean, it's... It's been a hell of a first two thirds of the season. I think the last third is going to be the toughest. We got some real tough games coming up. You mentioned it. Uh, they play Utah. Um, Utah. I mean, that's an, that's another team that I don't think gets its respect. You know, it's it's usually the Clippers and the and the and the the, uh, the Lakers, the Nuggets. Now, you know, everybody wants that that they they got that shiny new toy and Aaron Gordon. Man, everybody thinks they're gonna you know they're good. Uh, all right, you know, I, I can see it, but they've also been playing some, you know, crappy teams. I mean, they played the Clippers last night, so, I mean, that's – I wouldn't call them a crappy that's team. That's a good but, win. That's a good win. Yeah, that's a good win. Been, yeah. I also think the Clippers um, – I think the Clippers are a, a candidate to, to be a first-round uh, exit, man. Uh, Absolutely. If I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, I think Portland can easily knock them out. In the first round, um, you know, if that's who they play, uh, even if they play San Antonio, I, I haven't looked at the bottom of the standings uh, lately. I know the Mavericks are hovering that seven, eight, you know, yeah. playing tournament. Uh, but yeah, man, the, the Clippers, the, the Suns play the Clippers after the, the Jazz next week. So that's going to be a nice little test, right? Back yeah. to back. Uh, both games are at home. So, I mean, they got the home court advantage. Gonna have to, we're going to have 5,500 fans in the building. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to try to make one of those games. Actually, actually, D, I think the Clipper game's in L.A. Is it in L.A.? Yeah, so we play Wednesday wow. at home against oh, Utah, right. and then we get on a plane to go to L.A. Damn, um, that's that's yeah. odd. You would have yeah. thought they would have. Huh, yeah. Well, yeah. that makes that game even more difficult, right? But, you know, if they can pull that out. I mean, earlier this season, they they, they were they played in Utah and in Denver in back-to-back nights and won both games. So Correct. Uh, none this team can't can't do right. So, hey, we're the road warriors, right? We're the best team in basketball on the road. So that's true. Let's yeah. do it. So let's do it. I'm all for it, man. But it's gonna be an exciting 
exciting finish to the season. Um, I was thinking about it today, and I was thinking about rotations. Yeah. Right. And somebody said it on somebody said on Twitter today uh, that Javon Carter has to be one of the guards in the rotation. He has to be that third or fourth guard because of the energy he brings. And I thought I found that interesting because you know that it, the and it was a specific play. I think he was he was guarding Ty Jerome and he, he he stole the ball from him and he went down for a dunk and the, the yeah. bench the bench went nuts right because Javon Carter can't can't he's like Dario he can't really jump over a tic tac you know <laughs> right. uh, but you know he dunked the ball and the, and, the, and and that got me thinking you know in the playoffs right when everything tightens up. That might be huge for them, man. Just that defensive intensity that he brings. But at the same time, he's a little small. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why he's been kind of phased out of the rotation in favor of uh, of Galloway and Moore. I don't know, man. What do you think? No, listen. I, I think – listen, D, we're the deepest team in basketball. So, I mean, in, in, in a perfect world, Javon will be playing. But we're just so deep, man. And I, I do think that when things tighten up in the playoffs – um, and you and you want to start pressing and putting pressure ninety four feet. I think Javon can play into that absolutely. The, the the only the only thing that my problem with Javon is, I think this year he lost his way a little bit, and and I think he lost his way because I think he tried to do a little too much offensively, and that's not why we paid him. We paid him to be a dog on defense, bring the energy, make the right pass, and when you got a wide open shot, shoot it. But we didn't pay him to take step backs and. And 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 try yeah. to overplay things on offense. So I think he lost his way a little bit there. But I do agree with you. I think playoff time, when things tighten up, I I can see them throwing Javon in, out there for you know seven to nine minutes of just real dog basketball. And another thing that plays in his favor, and and this may be some evil genius Monty Williams stuff. You know, if you go into the playoffs and you and you do that. You know, there's not going to be much tape on Javon this year. There's not going to be many teams that are going to be able to pinpoint what we're doing with Javon because he hasn't played much. So now you just throw him into the playoffs, and uh, it, it could be it could work to our advantage. It could be that little lightning rod that we need that teams just can't plan for because they haven't seen enough tape on him. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting, man, but i tell you what. Just think about it. Let's talk about it real quick. You're going to go CP book. Mikael, Jay, and Aiton. You're going to bring Dario and Cam off the bench in another campaign. Right now, it looks like uh, Torrey Craig has locked up a spot in that rotation. And Abdel Nader, before injury, was also getting a lot of minutes there. So that's already 10 guys. You know, um, so in the playoffs, I I don't know if it's feasible to go 11. That might be too much. Yeah, that might so, be too much. So I, I think Langston, I think JC, and I think each one could easily be phased out come playoff time. But you just never know, man. Uh, you know, it's a good problem to have, bro. Really good problem to have. It is. It is. And those guys, I mean, especially, you know, Langston, uh, Galloway, he's he's a spark plug, right? Yeah. He, can, you, he can go five games without playing and get called upon, and he, he'll score a quick 12 points. He'll knock down four threes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, somebody like that, that's a, that's a good problem to have. And if you really, if you really want to go big with some of these lineups in the playoffs, you can bring in a Tory Craig, you can bring in 
Abdel and Nader. You know, the only thing with Nader, sometimes I feel like his decisions on offense are a little sporadic. Yeah. You know, yeah, they are. They are. Uh, he, 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 he gives me a little bit of a Josh Jackson vibe on offense, man. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of scary. He, uh, he puts his head down and goes right to the rack. And yeah, he, he can he can lose control sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Torrey Craig, man. I mean, I, all I hear about, you know, with, with Suns fans is, oh, you know, everybody around us got better. Uh, and we didn't do anything. And I'm like, man, that Tory Craig thing, that that's huge. Huge. Um, I, it's, it's funny is, uh, somebody, I think it was, it was Justin on Twitter that said, you know, is he's, uh, he's going to be that Suns player, that random Suns player that, that they acquired that becomes, becomes a fan favorite. Right. Yeah. And the first name that popped into my head, I don't know, maybe you can guess this. He's a playoff, uh, he's a playoff hero in the past. Playoff hero in the same, past. Same position. Tim Thomas? No. Tim Thomas. That's yeah. my guy. Yo, bro, that's <laughs> funny you say that because I swear to God, we haven't <laughs> talked about this. So shout out, yo, coast to coast. Listen, this is two great minds. You know, we have not talked about this. I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, listen, I, I know Timmy a little bit. He's from he's from my area. I played high school ball with Timmy. Um and and his demeanor, his character, his body language, his mannerisms. I look at Tory Craig. I was talking. I, I, I full disclosure. I was having a conversation with our guy Tim Kempton um, the other day, and we had that very conversation. I said, "Man, Tory Craig reminds me of Tim Thomas, man." <laughs> and and so when <laughs> you say that, man, I love that. I love that, bro. I, I you nailed it. That's who he reminds me of, man. And I remember when the Suns made that acquisition. It was it was huge and. He was big, and the, man, they, the Suns lose that series without that three he made. Without that three, and he was steady Eddie, man. He would just hit the, hit the three when you needed it. He would grab rebounds. He would defend. He was long. Um, he was a midseason acquisition around the same time we got Torrey Craig. Uh, um, and so, yeah, man, I, I love that comparison. Gee, yo, you nailed it, bro. That's, that's, that's who I think he is. And, and that team was a heck of a basketball team. So, you know, it's intriguing, man, because think about this, D. Let's say we match up with a team like Utah. I mean, dude, we can throw, we can throw Book, we can throw Mikel, we can throw Nader, we can throw Jay Crowder at times, we can throw Torrey Craig. All these guys can be thrown at Donovan Mitchell. All of them. They all have length. They're all lanky. They all can defend. Um, so imagine being Donovan Mitchell coming into a Phoenix series and having to deal with five, four or five of those guys you know, simultaneously or, or, you know, it's, it's just going to be nuts, man. Um, so yeah, shout out to James Jones, man. Everybody can talk about acquisitions, but right now, Torrey Craig is looking like one of the best. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy, right? We're talking about Devin Booker, the defender now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and yep. I, he doesn't, he doesn't get enough credit, man. He, he, and I think a lot of people saw it, you know, when, when it, when the Suns start winning games and it matters, he'll be a better defender. And he is, man, his defense has been great this I, i'll say it. it's been great absolutely um you know and, and i you love to see it because you know that was his the knock right he was a bad defender and yeah. now he's a good defender so you know shout out to him and you know devin booker he's he's I, he's yeah I, I i i don't have words for it anymore man i, I had to I, use go ahead no no go ahead go ahead i'm sorry brother i had to use the gift Today, uh, the Marbury gift when uh, when 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 Stoudemire the ugly uh, face. dunked on, yeah, yeah, yeah ugly I had face. to use that when he did that cross and that dunk, man. Um, I had to use it on Twitter today, so 
You know, shout out to Book for that, man. That 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 got me out of my nasty, seat early in the game. Nasty. Who's a better five level score? When I say five level, I know people say three level. That's a common thing that they talk about. But when I'm scouting kids and I'm looking at the draft and I'm doing my draft board and watching college basketball or, or watching high school kids, I I say five level. When I mean five level, I mean can you get to the rim? Can you shoot a mid range? Can you hit a three? Can you score from the line? And can you score from the post? That's your five levels. Who in the NBA can go five levels better than Devin Booker? I mean, I'm telling you on planet Earth, there's not too many people better than Devin Booker at five levels. And so we got ourselves. He's special, man. And and then you allow him to play defense now because I don't think he was ever a bad defender, D. I just think that we were asking so much of him on the offensive end that you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't expect a guy to do that much on offense and then go be Kawhi Leonard on the other end. It's just not going to work. And so now he doesn't have so much pressure. So now he can play defense and not, you know, not be exhausted and do the job. So yeah, man, shout out to D book, man. Ice cold, stone cold killer. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you, you nailed it right on the head, right? You ask somebody to do too much on offense, they don't have any other anything else. You know, they, the the gas tank is empty, man. Yeah. Um, and I mean, LeBron LeBron gets a lot of it, you know, right? Because he everybody, you know, he uh, he takes plays off and, and whatnot. But you know, he's he in his career, he's done so much on the offensive end, being a facilitator that you know, he's had to do that. When really, you know, when he when he wants to lock down, LeBron's gonna lock down. Correct. Uh, and it's funny, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it now. That that five level, you know, five level score. I don't know. That's a good like. Who's you know? Right. I, I'd, I'd say LeBron, but he can't. He can't hit a free throw. He airballs free throws sometimes. Right, and, and he's so, not a great three point shooter. No, no, he's know? not. And, and, uh, and so you think a guy? Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. You think a guy's like people will say? Well, you know, can is Harden five level? No, well, Harden can get to the line and get to the basket. He shoot a three. He got nothing in the post. He does nothing in the post. Right. No. So, and his mid range game is is not great either. You know, if there's one guy in the NBA when I look at five level that I think is is any is somewhere near Devin Booker's realm, the one guy that comes to mind, and I think the way he lacks is in the mid range. His mid range isn't as as good as books, but it's Jason Tatum. He he's about the only guy that I think comes close to having all those tools. Um, but yeah, I mean, books book is different, man. A, a kid is different, man. Um, you know, Kobe esque. Brand, yeah, I think of three guys when I think of book. I'm gonna tell you the three guys. I think of Kobe Bryant, I think of Brandon Roy, Brandon and Roy. I think and I think about somebody that was here in Phoenix at one time that you know he had a short stint here, but I, I think of Joe Johnson. I, I think of Kobe, Brandon Roy, and Joe Johnson. Um, a combination of all those guys, and that's then you have Devin Booker. Um, and it's it's crazy, man. It's funny. Uh, it's funny you said Joe Johnson, man. What'd you think of those comments he had? It hurt me. It, uh, it, right? It hurt right? me. Right? It's all this hurt, man. It hurt got me. A bullet, bro. Yeah, yeah. I got Ron Artest. Got Joe John. I saw Joe. It hurt. Uh, me. I, I still remember when he broke his face against the the, the Mavericks. Uh, yeah, yeah. That sucked. And and yeah, man. I think about that. I'm like, there's two instances where I think the Suns missed out on the championship because they didn't sign a player. Yeah, you know they didn't sign Joe Johnson, mm-hmm. and you know they they, you know, could have. I I think they would have won a championship if they would have resigned him. And then the other one 
was, I mean, we would have been selling our soul to the devil, but if they re-sign Amari after 2010, yeah. I yeah. think they win that next season, man. Yeah, man. I really yeah. do. I do, too. Um, I mean, it would have set them back, but it's not like they did shit the next 10 years anyway, right? Right, so, right. Hindsight right. 2020, man. I mean, that that's probably something they should have done, but, man, it's just, I just look back at it. Oh, man. That one hurt, man. I, I saw it today. Yeah. It cut me deep, man, because... You know, I remember, I remember vividly, man. Um, and we we've had this talk. This is fun stuff, man. Um, I remember vividly the year right before we got Nash. Um, we we traded Penny, we traded Marbury. I mean, we we got rid of the whole house, and we let Joe Johnson run the run the. You know, we gave him the key to the Maserati, and he started to break out. He started to show what his potential was, and and so then we got Nash and we got Quentin Richardson. And it was five million dollars, man. It was five million dollars. Joe wanted five years, fifty million, and Sarver wanted to give him forty-five. So um, that hurts, man. When you know that you could have had Joe Johnson for five more seasons for five million dollars, that that hurts, man. And if I'm, you know, I blame both of them, though. I blame Robert Sarver for being a little too egotistical and not matching that contract because Joe said he wanted to go. And we see we see players do that all the time, right? Don't match. I don't want to be here. The owners still match, <laughs> and and as soon as they match and sign a contract, that player gets back in line. Remember Eric Gordon? Do you remember that? Yeah, he signed with us. <laughs> he signed with us and said, "Let me go. I want to be in Phoenix." He said, and, "My heart's in Phoenix." I still remember right. that. Yeah, and what was it? the Hornets said? No, we're matching, <laughs> and and no one ever remembers that he said his heart was in Phoenix. So. I wish I wish Sarver would have just matched that Joe Johnson deal, but uh, hey, listen, all of that puts us right where we are right now, and it's lessons learned. And uh, this is why I say, don't touch this team. Let let them grow, man. Let them grow because we got something special here, man. I'm telling you, we got something special here. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's you know that's where the mistrust with Sarver comes, right? Because he's by by all by all accounts, he's done everything right this year, right? Yeah. He stayed out of the way. He's he's letting James Jones build his team. Um, he's not being cheap, and you know you, everybody can talk about Sarver being cheap. He's paying Chris Paul forty one million dollars a year. He built the practice facility, um, you know. And, and as much as as people want to shake things up, I agree, man. Don't touch this team. I mean, Dan Bickley last last week, Dan Bickley wanted to trade DeAndre Ayton and two first for Busevich. Yeah, come on, man. I, I wouldn't trade on, him straight man. up for Vucevic. And if you think that trading him for Vucevic is going to make you a, a better team, no. go watch that. Go watch that Bulls game again. What did Vucevic right. do in the fourth quarter? He couldn't guard. He, he got he got taken out of the game offensively. That's that's the type of center that you can't that gets played off of the floor. And, and, yeah. and you can bring up you you know you can bring up the tape of DeAndre Ayton not being able to guard James Harden. Guess Come what? on, Nobody's man. Nobody's going to be able to guard, guard James Come Harden. Come on, man. man. That's what I'm saying, man. D, listen, I'm going to say this right now, man, and everybody can at me if they want. There's not a center in the NBA I trade DeAndre for. Not not with this team. If you trade DeAndre, you bring up any center, and I can give you a counter-argument on why we're better off with DA. You want to give a, me 10? Go ahead. I'll, Let's go. I'll give you one. Go ahead. Joel Embiid. No. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. If you if you trade for Joel Embiid, you are also bringing in 25 shots a game that now you have to subtract from 
Booker, CP, Mikael, you got to get 25 shots somewhere. That's and the so, point. And That's so my, my, my thing with DA is he does more with less. End of discussion. He does more with less. The guy gets 10 shots a game and gives me 15 and 11 every night. And for the most part, really good defense. He's only 22. He's willing to take 10 shots. He's not going to go to the locker room and complain and say, hey, man, I only took 10 shots today. That's my problem. If you go get anyone else, yeah, Embiid is better than here. And if, I'm going to say this. Embiid is absolutely a better player than DeAndre. But for this basketball team, I just don't think it works. I think if you bring Embiid in here, man, um, you're going to have a clash of too many of the top guys that need shots, and you're going to see that affect Jay Crowder and the rest of the team. Too many so, chefs in the kitchen. Too many, yep, too many, just too many chefs in the ki- kitchen, brother. So um, that's why I say I'd rather have DeAndre. People may say, oh, Rudy Gobert. No, I don't want Rudy Gobert. You know why? Because in the playoffs, I can back off of Rudy Gobert at 15 feet, and he's not going to beat me with a jumper. DeAndre can. I can play Rudy off the floor when it's free throw time because he's not good shooting free throws. DeAndre's 87% from the line, right? Yeah. So so um, there's just so many things that DeAndre does that people just don't – they underappreciate. And I'm going yeah. to keep saying it, man. DeAndre is the right guy for this basketball team. Yeah, it's funny you, you, you brought that up because I always use that argument with Towns, right? Because that's yeah. – that's, oh, man, Towns. We got we to train him for Towns. Uh, first of all, Towns can't play defense. Right. At all. And he, he, he doesn't even try, which is, is worrisome. Yeah. Um, when, when somebody, when, you know, somebody's man goes by them, he doesn't even try and help. Um, and there's clips on Twitter floating around that, that just show it. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, again, with the shots, he's gonna, he's gonna want his touches, man. He is, he's not gonna just say, okay, you know, I'll just shoot 10 shots a game. Right. Nope. It ain't gonna happen. He's, it's not gonna happen. So it, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Um, as far as DA, you know, him being content with what the, with what he gets. And I got to be careful how, how I word this. I'll just say it. You think he should complain about the touches he gets, particularly in the fourth quarter or when they're up by 20 and they just keep jacking up threes? Yeah, no, there's, there's times where I feel like, yeah, I, there's times where I feel like I wish he would say, hey, listen, guys, I'm, I'm. Eight for 12. <laughs> I'm shooting 70% from the field. I got a small guy. Give it to me. I, I do. But the problem with that is, is that you're asking a 22-year-old to tell a 16-time All-Star or 16, yeah. 11-time All-Star, future Hall of Famer, uh, you know, what to do. And, you, and you're asking him to tell Devin Booker, who is, a, in my mind, one of the best players in the NBA, um, so I, I just don't think he's at that level yet, maturity-wise, where he's yeah. going to be okay doing that. But yeah, absolutely. This times I agree because yeah. there are there are times when I feel like they 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 freeze him out of the game. He'll start off. He'll start off with a great first quarter, great first half, and he just doesn't get the ball the rest. And it just it it it, it bothers me for a couple reasons. One, I'm a huge DeAndre Ayton fan. I mean, I'm a big apologist. So anytime he does well, I love it because it, it you know. It just, yeah. It's just a big middle finger to everybody that's out there, you know, bagging on him, even though he plays for our team. Uh, and second, it's just when you have games like I mean, we've seen it before. Um, you know, the game against uh, the game against the the, the Hornets. 
we're up by by a sizable amount, and we just keep jacking up threes, jacking up threes. And I mean, that's what that, that's what happened in Orlando. Sometimes you don't have it from three. You got to yeah. throw it in and get to the line. And I feel like his touch around the rim and his ability to knock down free throws, you know, and 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 be a good free throw shooter, especially in the clutch. They don't utilize that enough, and it, it drives me insane, man. It drives me yeah. insane, and then. They freeze him out, and then they want to give him a little post touch. You know, you know when he hasn't seen the ball in, in twelve right, minutes, right, right. And you expect him to knock that down. He's out of rhythm, and people are like, "Ah, see, that's why you can't give him the ball." Well, no, no. shit, like, no sh- yeah, <laughs> of right. course, right, right. So no, I, it just drives I, me a little crazy. Man. I'm, I'm with you, D. I'm with you. Listen, um, you know, DeAndre Ayton, his physical attributes and what he can do man it, this kid can be special man listen he when he gets the ball on a post in that uh you know 10 to 12 foot range and he gets the ball on a post and rolls over the left shoulder that little shot is unblockable and it's very good okay but he gets one sh- one one of those a game so now i look and i say Think about the great players in the NBA, and most great players, you can look at a patent move, right? At first, it was Steph with the step back and Harden with the step back. If you go back in the day, you had Ewing with the turnarounds, you know, high hook. You had Olajuwon with that roll over the, the left shoulder. And I sit here and I say, you know, how much different is DeAndre if, if, we, if we let him do some of those things, maybe – three to five times a game. How much does it change his game? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he just doesn't have enough touches. And Book said something the other day in the press conference that I love. When he had 45 points, they asked him, you know, what what was what was the main reasons why you went out there and got 45? He said, Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. He said, Chris Paul got me the ball in spots, and DA, and DA was incredible setting screens tonight. And, when you look at the tape, man, sometimes this guy sets 15 straight screens and doesn't touch the ball. Yeah. Like, like I don't care who you are. It's easy to be a Monday, you know, somebody on your couch complaining. But you go out there. Let, I, I'll, anybody that's complaining, I'll pick them up. I'm playing basketball tomorrow morning. I'll pick them up, and I'll bring them to the gym with me, and I'm going to tell them, yo, come out and set me 15 screens, and don't stop doing it. And roll while you while you're doing it, and guess what? I'm not throwing you the ball at all. <laughs> I guarantee you, after ten picks, they're gonna walk off the court and say, "I'm going home." So yeah. that's that's what I'm saying, man. Is yeah, he does a lot more than people give him credit for. About ten to fifteen of those Booker forty five points was because of Da's gravity and his picks. Um, yeah. But no, no one wants to talk about that, man. So. Yeah. Um, I love DeAndre, and I think he's going to be phenomenal. And I just remind people, he's 22 years old. And uh, I heard people talking about trading for uh, Jared Allen. I'm like, come on, man, stop. stop. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a certain, uh, there's a certain podcast uh, co-host. Uh, we've both been on their podcast. I wanted to trade him for, Mon- for Andre Drummond. So um, I won't. I, I won't. I won't say who it is, but his last name rhymes with Blissy. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's funny because shout his, out his, to my uh, boy. Yeah, because uh, John John gives him a lot of shit for it. He he accepts it. He said he was uh, he said he was a little out of his mind that night. But that's I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, you saw it all, man. I mean, 
it was it's funny because everybody wanted to trade him for uh what's that who's the center that center from indiana not not sabonis the other guy Miles Miles Turner. Turner. Miles yeah they want to trade it for him and i'm like hold on if you're trading deandre to the pacers and you don't get sabonis right I'm, yeah I, no, yeah i'm no good deal. no deal no. and i and i wouldn't trade him for sabonis either i, I wouldn't either i wouldn't no. either because i think sabonis is a little small to be a center yeah um there's a reason he plays power forward but I mean, it, you see it out there all the time. You know, when the reports came out that uh, that D'Lo and Cat were going to be on the, uh, you know, the trade block, you know, everybody's firing up the trade machine, right? Let, let's see how we can get our guy out of here. And I'm just that that to me that sucks, man, because it's like, man, your own fans don't even respect you. Like how, like I think about how shitty that must be for somebody. And you could say, well, maybe you should play, but yeah, okay, I get it. I get it, but you're not even going to give him the opportunity to grow as a player, man. Like, what if, what if you? I mean, what if you start a job and like, you know, the the right. you know after after your first you know in your ninety day probation period, somebody said, ah, you know what, let's trade him off to this other company and get this uh, you know this veteran over here because fuck this guy, you know, we don't like right. him. we don't like the way he works. Right. Don't, right. They don't even get you a chance to get better, man. It's just it's it's you, odd, man. It's it's sad. You know what, D? If true transparency, if if DA was averaging fifteen and eleven, and we were sitting with Lucas sitting at the seven or eight oh, or nine spot, I'd be on. I'd be here telling you I'm pissed. I'd be here telling you, hey, I need more from DeAndre Ayton. Um, if that's the type of team we are, because if that's the type of team we are, then I'm I'm assuming he's getting more touches with with you know with that stat line. Um, but you know, it's crazy for people to be complaining when you're the second best team in the NBA, second best team in the conference, you're winning damn near every night. And this guy is a huge reason why you're winning. And instead you're nitpicking the stats and not looking at the, the end result. The end result is he's the anchor of our defense, which is the third best team in the NBA. No one gives him credit for that. I hear people say all the time, you know, Mikel and Jay and this and that. And I'm like, so DeAndre has nothing to do with that, D. Nothing. DeAndre is just out there. And because he was the first pick in the draft, he's supposed to do 25 and 15, um, even if the team doesn't want him to do that. It just doesn't make sense to me, man. The team wants him to play the way he's playing. And he's and he's doing exactly what they're asking him to do: be a fourth option, anchor the defense. He's one of the best rebounders in the world. <laughs> and and by the way, the guys he goes against every night are one of you know how many centers are in the NBA? Uh, your thirty starting centers in the NBA, and maybe another fifteen really good ones off the bench that are that are work. So you're talking about he's going against the forty-five of the best big men on planet Earth. <laughs> And people are just acting as if what he's doing is like I heard somebody the other day say, "Oh, DA only grabbed four rebounds." Um, and I said, "Well, if you're going to criticize him for only getting four rebounds, then I want to hear you praise him when he gets 16. Because when he gets 16, you know what you say? Oh, he's supposed to get 16. 12, 12 of those don't count because right, he should average 12. Right. Remember? Exactly yeah. right. 12 don't count. So it's, I'm yeah, it's, it's it's laughable, bro. It's laughable. So the the four rebounds is funny because I was I was. That was that was a game against the Bulls. Yeah, and nobody got more than five rebounds. Dario, Dario, Dario had five to... rebounds. That's it. And you know you want to you want to talk about Da. Da was guarding Vucevic, 
And a lot of the times it was high, you know, it, it was up at, you know, top of the key. Right. And that takes him away from the, the I don't know if people understand that. DeAndre doesn't have 16 inch or 16 foot long arms, man. Like he, right. he doesn't. So if he's guarding Vucevic at the top of the key, he's not going to get the rebounds. Let's it's a long ass rebound. And guess what? If he is down low trying to get the rebound and Vucevic hits a three, you're gonna you're gonna be pissed off because of that. So DeAndre don't play defense you, on the you perimeter. You can't right. you can't have it both ways, man. And should he have more than four rebounds? Of course, but you gotta. I, I don't know. People I, get a I, little I would, too worked up about the about the box score, man. They need to they need to chill with that. I, I actually had no problem with the way he played that Bulls game. Not one not one problem, D. I didn't listen. We got out rebounded fifty to thirty two in that game. There was we were a minus eighteen on the glass. And that's the game where I want people to realize how, how much DeAndre means to us. That's the game. I'm saying, listen, we got re- out-rebounded by 18 because no one did. He really doesn't have help. And tell me, no. one, tell me, give me one rebounder on the Suns that is an above-average rebounder besides DeAndre. We don't there have one. Not. Right. So, so we're the third-best defense in the league because DeAndre gobbles up one of the highest percentage of defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds in the league. They depend on him to do that. And in that particular game, the Bulls went really big, and they brought him out, and he's not an octopus. He doesn't have all these arms. So, you know, he, he can only go. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's crazy, yeah. dude, man. It's crazy. And it, and it sucks. It sucks because, uh, damn, I lost my train of thought, man. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, you, you have – Sometimes, you know, he, like you said, right, he, he does all these other things and you don't, people just don't realize that, hey, you know, this is what it's, this is, he does stuff that doesn't show up in the box score, man. Correct. And people want to say, okay, well, you know what, 16 and 10, he should, you know, those are fine, but they're, they're empty stats. All right, well, tonight, you know, tonight he had, he had two and one, and I mean, Nine seven two and one. I mean, okay, not great stats, but his his impact. You know, how many how many uh, shots did he did he, you know, deter? And, right. Uh, and and this is actually what I was gonna say. It just came back to me. You talk about rebounding, right? They don't have another great rebounder, and they don't because you know what? Every time he comes over to help, and you know he 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 you know the 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 shots you know redirected and they miss nobody can nobody can box out and get the rebound no nope. so it's like you okay yes he's coming over to help and he's you know and he's you know he's good he's he's you know deterring the shot he's, he's contesting the shot but somebody's got to have his back same thing when he comes over to help when he comes over to help somebody's got to pick up his man and they don't pick Correct. up his man that just makes him look like shit and it's like all right so you want him to he can stay with his man and then you know next thing he, somebody's gonna have a wide open dunk Right. So it's like it's it's I got an interesting I got an interesting for for the listeners out there. I got an interesting exercise for everybody. Go look at this season schedule. Look at our record. And take DeAndre Ayton out of 25 of those games. (laughs) I, I dared him. I dared him to. You know what? Act like the suspension happened this year. Take DA out of these. To get take DA out for twenty five games, and I promise you, the Suns are barely barely in the playoff talks. If you take DeAndre and out for twenty five games, 
So, so that's the thing. It's and 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 the same people that might argue I'm wrong are the same people that were saying, "Oh, Da blew the season for us last year because if he was there 25 games, we'd have been a fifth seed." It's so it's 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 a total contradiction. D, listen, we will not. In fact, I, I say this emphatically, we would not be the second best team in the NBA without DeAndre. They can say whatever they want. They can complain about the numbers. You take DeAndre and off this team for 25 to 30 games, and we're looking a lot like the Dallas Mavericks. And that's not a knock on CP or Book. It's, it's, just, it's just the facts. You allow CP and Book to do what they do because of what DeAndre does. Um, you know, And that's just a fact. What he does on defense, what he does on the glass, what he does setting screens, what he does rolling hard to the rim, the gravity – you see Chris Paul get three or four wide open right elbow jumpers every game. Who do you think is getting him that open? You think CP is just magically going one-on-one and, and getting that open? No, it's a DeAndre Ayton screen, and somebody's got to make a decision, and they're saying, I don't want this 7-foot, 260-pound guy to get a dunk, so I'm going to be one step slower, and I'm going to give the 35-year-old a mid-range 17-footer, and he's really good at that. <laughs> Exactly. And there's a lot, a lot of those, a lot of those, he, you know, he can, he could throw the lob to Aiden. He could. Um, and, and it would be a dunk, but you know, he decides not to. And that's a little frustrating too. Cause if, you know, you want to get the big guy in rhythm, you know, throw him a couple of those. Correct. CP, come on. Uh, but yeah, you're right, man. I mean, there was a couple, you know, little, you know, 10 foot mid range jumpers that, that, uh, that book shot today where DeAndre just, he sealed off his man and he couldn't come over and help. Correct. Wide open shot for him. So, I mean, and for book, those are layups. I mean, that's a layup for book, right? Oh so, yeah. 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 So yeah, man, I mean, it is what it is, but at the end of the day, we're 34 and 14, man. And we're, we're, we're killing it. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no way around it. You know, we have, the second best record in the West. Um, I don't know where we fall in as far as the total NBA, but second, second in the NBA. Oh, we're, set, we're back to second in the back NBA. Yeah, yeah. The way I look at it now, man, is this is just the Western Conference that matters. Um, I, I really want the Dallas Mavericks in the first round of the playoffs. I really do. <laughs> you know, I, I want the Jazz. Let's sweep. go. Let's go. Let's no, go. We'll, we'll give we'll give Luca one game. You know, he can have one game. They're not beating us in a seven-game series, man. They're not. Um, I mean, that team struggles to beat, you know, the Celtics. They struggled to beat the Celtics yesterday. Um, and the Celtics are trash. I mean, let's be real. So, hey, do you think, do you think, funny question, do you, do you think people would, let, let's just, let's just have some fun here. Let's dream a little bit. Let's dream, <laughs> let's dream a little bit. We've been a minute. It's been a month since we did a pod, but we about to, we about to get on a streak here. We about to close off strong, coast to coast podcast. We back at it. My boy D nice over here. Um, listen, let's have some fun here. So let, let's, do you think the people that have been going crazy for the last three years about the whole Luca Aiden thing? Do you think they'd actually come back and and admit they were wrong if the Suns won a championship this year and Luca got knocked out in the first round? Do do you think do you, do you think they'd be like uh you, or do you think they still say man Luca was the right you I I I'm just saying man at the end of the day if if we win a championship this season or or even in contention for a championship it starts to it starts to uh solidify that pick a little more it's got to. It's got to. Yeah. You don't get to a championship without your big man doing what he's doing. And I, 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 I wonder if this team would be that good if you had a guy like Luca 
trying to take the ball away from Devin Booker. Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't see it, man. Everything you, is a butterfly effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a butterfly effect. I never saw the movie, by the way. I heard it was all right, Ashton Kutcher. I never saw it either, but I heard the same thing. <laughs> but, you know, the butterfly effect, you know, everything, you know, if you change one thing, you know, it's a, it's a and I mean, the comic book nerd is going to come out of me now. It's like Avengers Endgame, right? You you change one thing and it changes everything in a timeline. Yeah. And to answer your question, no, I don't think they would admit they were wrong. I think they'd be like, oh, you still got to pick the best player. <laughs> and there's people out there that really think that if they drafted Luka Doncic, they'd work with Devin Booker. And then I'm like, I don't, I don't think they would. And they're like, well, look at CP3. I'm like, that's different. That's Luka Doncic's usage. That's like James Harden. Would James Harden and Devin Booker work on the same team? No, I don't think they would either. And, you know, you saw it with CP3. He really couldn't work with James Harden. It worked for a season, but after a while, it just, you know, I don't think Devin Booker would have been happy with that. Right. As a matter of fact, Devin Booker wanted DeAndre Ayton. Right? He did. He, yeah, he that, wanted DA. That, that's, a, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's, that's a, a fact. fact. And, and it, it's, it's all a butterfly effect, right? You draft Luka Doncic. You don't get, you know, you don't have DeAndre. Okay. Um, you may or may not still get Mikel Bridges. You know, that, let's just say that still happens. Okay, you still have Mikel Bridges. You, let's say you make the playoffs, you know, he didn't make playoffs his first season. Last season, you make the playoffs, and you know you have the you know the 11th pick. Or after that, so, you know we had the 11th pick, and we got Cam or we got Cam Johnson and Dario, right? We traded yeah. down. Yeah. You know, do we? Does that still happen? Right? Yeah. Because then you might need a different piece. You might need a center. So maybe right. you draft. Maybe you draft Jackson Hayes, right? There you go. And, and how does that work out for you, right? Right. It's just, and guess what? You don't get CP3 either. So, you know, maybe now you're the Dallas Mavericks. Right. And you're, you know, fighting to play, you know, fighting to get out of the playing game. And, you know, now you have uh, maybe a disgruntled Devin Booker. Right. And you're trying to figure out a trade for It's just, it's no, like, it, it's, it's, you know who I think we are? I think you made a great point. I think, I think we're the Dallas Mavericks of today. Or at best, we're the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, Portland Trailblazers. I was just going to say that. Yeah. That's who we are. And, and it's crazy to, to think that. You know, it's crazy uh, when, you, when you look at that situation. You say, um, you know, it, this is, it's, it's crazy how people have these agendas, D, and they just don't, you know. I remember Chris Dad Porzingis being a, considered a top five, ten guy in the league. He's an so afterthought. He's an afterthought playing with Luka Doncic. Like, like they're talking about trading him. Like, so, no, so how? Nobody's got. No one's gonna take that contract. No one's gonna take that contract. D. And, and here's my thing, though. Everyone is blaming Porzingis, and I like to play devil's advocate. I'm saying, is it all Porzingis? <laughs> I mean, or is it just really hard for another human being to play with Luka Doncic? How about that? Like, the same way it was very hard for people to play with James Harden. So, I don't think Porzingis forgot how to play basketball. I just think um, it's very hard to play basketball with that guy over there in Dallas. And he's a tremendous talent. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying I yeah. like what we got. And I'm going to say I'm going to keep what I got. I'd rather sure. have what I got. And to be clear, we know, yes, 
Luka Doncic is better than DeAndre Aiden. I don't Absolutely. think anybody's going to argue that anymore. It's not what we're arguing, yeah. It's not um, what we argue. But, I mean, just uh, it's simple, right? Uh, do you want to be the two seed or do you want to be the seven seed? It's, right. it's that simple. That's what it is right now. Um, and I think people just need to understand that. And do I think that's going to change people's minds? No, I don't. What's great is I don't see a lot of the Luka DA stuff. I mean, I see a couple things where like, oh, can you imagine if Luka, if it was Luka on this team? I'm like, no, you, you can't. Because, again, the timeline changes. Like, shit happens. Because, you know, it's, it's again, it's a butterfly effect, right? This happens because that ha- – and, and this has a, a – you know, it's cause and effect. Hey, Jay Crowder could have went to Dallas. He could have went to Dallas. They and offered you, him you know, a nice contract. He didn't want to play with Luke. He came yeah, they, off, they offered him more money. Absolutely. And you know what's crazy is everybody wants to see it, you know, you know, everybody, Bill Simmons, Kevin O'Connor, all these all these national media guys, uh, Zach Lowe, they're like, oh, you know, well, all these people are going to want to go to Dallas and play with Luka. Why? So they yeah. can watch him dribble the, the air out of the ball? I'm like, no, man. Like, it, it's, it's not that simple to be like, oh, this guy's great. So these other – like, get, I don't know, man. Giannis – Giannis is a pretty high usage guy himself. Yeah, you know I don't think he was yeah. ever going to go to the Mavericks, and they could have made the uh, you know all the you know the the they could have offered everything they wanted. Maybe they would have gotten him in a trade, but I mean that's just. Hey, are we the third best defense in the league if we had Luka Doncic? Oh hell no, he that guy can't play defense for I, shit. I, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, like everything that makes us who we are is more about DeAndre Ayton than it is Luka Doncic. If we contend for a championship, D, it's going to be because we play defense. Absolutely. Period. This is what makes us special. The fact that we have a franchise superstar in Devin Booker, a Hall of Famer in Chris Paul, a bunch of really good role players, guys that understand their job, and and they all play defense. And they all want to lock down and do things within the system that uh, goes back to the old cliche, defense wins championships. And so, yeah, I mean, another thing is, I, I, emphatically, I want Devin Booker as the face of my franchise. I'm, I'm totally okay saying that. And if you brought Luka Doncic over here, uh, like you said, there would, be, there would be a power struggle. And um, my 24-year-old guy who I know can score 70 points in a basketball game anytime if he wants to, um, he, he's willing to sacrifice his numbers this year to win basketball games. I want to see Luka sacrifice his numbers a little bit. I think he gets caught up in that a little bit. I want to see Luka. I think the day, the day the Mavericks become a good basketball team is the day Luka Doncic decides, I, I, don't, I don't need to do 35 and all these gaudy numbers. I need to be more like 23, 24, play some defense, and make my teammates better. And then yep. I'm going to hear the crowd that's going to say, oh, he's playing with nobody. It's funny how he's playing with nobody, but, um, you know. It's a selective amnesia type thing, man. It's, it's it is, crazy. man, because at the beginning of the season, people were, were picking him, picking them to be a, a dark horse contender. You know, right. they can be, they can rival the Lakers, and I'm like, right. with who? They right. got worse. Right. You know, they got worse. They traded for Josh Richardson. That was stupid, by the way. Yep. Seth Curry was perfect for what they wanted. And do. the JJ Redick trade was stupid. Oh, James Johnson was a, was a tremendous ball player for them, as he played defense, and they got rid yeah. of a guy that plays defense and rebounds for a guy that wants to come off and take shots on a team that he's never going to get shots. No, and and <laughs> he's he, 
he just came out. He didn't. He didn't want to go to Dallas. I mean, he he, he, he took a yeah. blowtorch to the to to Dave Griffin. But I mean, yeah, it's you know, it's it's crazy. Um, you're right, man. Devin Booker. I mean, you want him to be the face of the franchise, and even if you tried to make him the face of your franchise, the national media was going to always gravitate towards Luca because he's international. Yeah. And, you know, they love themselves from Luka Doncic. So it was always going to be – and, I mean, you see it a little bit to a certain extent with Chris Paul, right? Everybody's so quick to get, give Chris Paul the credit. Um, I mean, but there's but there's still no – there's still no question who the who the face of the franchise is. Um, right. It's, it's Devin Booker. And, and yeah. Chris Paul, you know, he's just here to – he's just here to, to, to guide the way, man, to, to, to lead this team to, to where they want to go and – like Stephen A. said, man, the the best basketball is still ahead of this team. Um, it's crazy, right? They're just scratching the surface, and even though Chris Paul, I mean, maybe it's just two seasons, maybe it's more. Uh, I think it's more. I think it's I more as well. You know, I do, uh, I, I do too. Uh, but you know, even if it's not, I mean, that that's that he's helping these players mature, man. Even let, let's say it, it it is done by next season. Now you have you know DeAndre Ayton at twenty four and Devin Booker at twenty six, closer to their primes. Right. Um, now they're ready to take the team, you know, put the team on their shoulders, and and DeAndre's ready to you know get eighteen to twenty touches a game, and Devin Booker, you know, is ready to play that point book role. It's yeah, and Kevin I, Durant's I'm, a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, keep saying that. I'm gonna keep reminding you of that we we know we talked about that. We we'll we'll play this back in two years and and we'll look like Nostradamus. We did. We talked about that off the. Uh, we, we talked about this, it. We, we this is the first time we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it. You told me that uh, yeah. a couple. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember my. Uh, we'll my keep that. We'll keep, yeah, bit. we'll keep that in the back pocket for all the coast to coast fans. But I'm just saying, man. People want to play with Devin Booker, man. People love Devin Booker, man. And and there's a lot of people that. I feel like I feel bad right now. You know, me and you, I mean, it's, it's, I love, we love doing this. I miss doing this. And we about, like I said, we about to kill it, D. We about to get back on track. But I feel bad right now. You know why I feel bad? Because we're, we're going on an hour and 10 minutes. And we probably spoke about Devin Armani Booker for about three of them. Yeah. And, yeah, and, that's and, true. And, and you know what I'm saying? And that's how good that kid is, man. That kid is so good. That we kind of just expect him to be who he is, and then we talk about everybody else. But man, um, that kid's special, man. That kid is unbelievable. The other night, forty-five points on seventy-one percent from the field, and the kid only made two three-pointers on seventeen I mean, shots. On set, yeah. I mean, just that's what I'm saying. Like, Damn. look that up and tell me the last guy that scored forty-five points on seventy percent shooting and only made two threes in the NBA basketball game. I don't know, man. I'm I'm interested. I'm I somebody out there hit me up. Show me a guy that did that because I I'd never seen it with my own two eyes. I haven't seen it. So we might have saw something that just hasn't been done and people are ignoring it. Um but yeah, man, it's it's a lot of fun, D, man. It's a lot of fun. Let's let's stick with it, baby. Let's enjoy the ride. Let's get back to what we do and uh Rejoice, Planet Orange, man. We got a really good team, and the window is just cracking open. It's not closing. It's just cracking open, man. Like, yep. like, like. There's a lot of window left, man. It's, yeah. It's so, yeah. So we we got to stop trying to trade people for fucking yeah. Miles Turner and Vucevic. Let's not do that. Let's not do uh, that. 
just let this uh, let this team grow real quick, man. Before we sign off, have you watched any baseball last couple of, last couple of days? Yeah, I saw my Yankees choke it up to the Blue Jays yesterday. Aaron Judge couldn't couldn't hit the floor if he fell off the bed. Yeah, um, he's on my fantasy team too, so he kind of screwed me over. Definitely been been watching a little baseball. Um, you know, it's it's very early, so um, I, did y'all play tonight? Yeah, yeah, we're playing right now. That's um, what I'm played, asking. We, yeah. We played What's yesterday. Uh we played yesterday. We 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 were down seven one because Madison Bumgarner's he's Mason Saunders now. He sucks. He's not uh, yep. he's he's the next guy to come to Arizona and get paid and, and go into <laughs> retirement. But, but um but yeah, they came back. Uh they came back yesterday. They were down six one. They came back to take a seven six lead late, but Bullpen choked it up. We lost a seven, and right now we're 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 down four two, trying to trying to come back a little bit. But, but um, yeah, they they're not good, man. They're they're gonna they're they're gonna be they're gonna struggle. They're probably, they're they're gonna they're gonna be fighting for the number one pick. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, listen, if you're gonna lose, that's that's what you want, man. Get that number one pick. Get that stud. See, I wish it would have been last year because we, we could have drafted Jack Leiter, man. That guy's Ooh, and I know Jack. You know Jack. Jack's local. Hey, you know, when yeah. I was in high school, so my, I went to the same high school that uh, Mark Al- and Al Leiter. Yeah, oh, okay. my high school. Yeah, they went to my high school, and I played oh, baseball. I didn't know he had a brother. Yeah, Mark and Al Leiter. Yeah, they both played pro ball. And, um, and so when I was 16, 17, man, they used to throw BP to me. They used to come back Damn, to my man. Every, yeah. every, every the, the, New Jersey's like a hotbed for athletes, yeah, man. Bro, they all over. And my brother, my my brother, who uh, had a chance to go to Arizona State to play baseball, he actually uh, he he played minor league baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals. But my brother, nineteen nineteen eighty four state championship in New Jersey, East Side North versus Central Regional High School. He went two for three against Outlider in the state championship. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So small, small world, but yeah. Uh, Al's son, he's incredible, man. Jack, he, oh. but he committed to Vanderbilt, right? He committed to Vanderbilt. He's he's, he's playing in Vanderbilt in right Van, now. Yeah, yeah. Van, yeah right? So he's he's eligible for the draft. He's gonna be the number one pick for sure. He's 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 amazing, bro. I don't he's even amazing. know. Uh, the D backs have the sixth pick. Um, I mean, it would something something uh, something. Bad would have to happen for him to drop to six, but right, yeah, he's a hell of a ball player, man. I love watching his highlights. Uh, he's stud. Yeah, he's so stud. we'll see, man. Unfortunately, the D backs are gonna have the number one pick next year. Though, so. <laughs> hey, real quick, we can't. We we be we'll be crazy if we didn't shout this out, baby. Shout out to the Arizona Wildcats yeah. basketball team, baby. Chant they going they upset UConn. They're in the championship. I love U of A. Bear down, baby. Let's get that chip. Hey, you might you might as well go all the way now, man. You just got you need one more win. Stanford, let's go. And and guess what? Doesn't that feel weird, D? Like, hey man, something brewing here. You got the got the ladies winning the chip. You got them sons playing really good. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Yeah, that's gonna be fun, man. So shout out. Bear down, man. Let's go. Arizona. Let's let's finish off. Let's finish it off. Get some good juju. Get that good vibe in Arizona right before the Suns hit the playoffs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. You got anything else before we sign off? Ah, oh, man. Listen, it's a blast, D. I miss it, man. Um, to all the fans, thanks for staying committed, man. I know y'all been hitting us up. Where's it at? Where's it at? My boy Sundress Dunks. I'm gonna hit you up as soon as the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Listen, um, 
keep rocking with us, man. Don't give up on us. And uh, we're going to have fun on this stretch run, my bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I know you're, all, you're out there doing your thing. So that's why I kind of been telling everybody, you know, it's coming, it's coming. But, you know, you know, Flex got some got some other projects, you know, in the work. So um, it's all good, man. It's all good. So, yeah, you. like, of course, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get back on it. And uh, hopefully we have a long playoff run ahead of us, man. Yes, sir. Can't wait, bro. Can't wait. My, again, my apologies, D. Hey, I'm going to make this clear. My boy D has always been there. It's just me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's me. It's me skipping school right now, but I'm back. I'm back on the bus. I'm, I'm, I'm not cutting class no more. We back on it, man. So, All good, um, man. Yeah, this is fun, D. I love it, man. Same here, man. All right. So next time uh, we're out. Peace out, Planet Orange.